0: Welcome
1: to the very first episode of Miles and Pints, the Travel and Beer Podcast. For those people who love to travel and those who love having a cold beer wherever they are in the world, this is the perfect place for you. Since we're brand new, we don't have any announcements yet, but I do have a couple of thank yous to throw out there to the people who helped me figure out how to get this podcast off the ground. Huge thanks to Joe Chung, who you can find sharing his knowledge in a couple of different podcasts. First, the Savorocity Observation Deck, and second, the Disney Deciphered podcast. He has wonderful co-hosts in both of those shows and was kind enough to take some time out to help me with pretty much anything I asked for. Also a big thanks and a shout out to Travis Sherry, who runs the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast. He's been doing this quite successfully for a while now and was happy to answer any questions I had, uh, getting going. Okay, that's enough of that now. You didn't come here to hear me talk on and on about how this started. You came here to see what the meat of the show is about, so let's get right to it. Our guest today is Kevin Powers. He's the head brewer and co-owner of Powers Farm & Brewery in Midland, Virginia. I stopped by with a few friends to taste what they had to offer, and Kevin was kind enough to sit down with me for a few minutes to talk about how they started the brewery, what it's like running it today, and how they decide what they're going to brew next. So sit back, relax, maybe crack open one of your favorite beers, and enjoy my conversation with Kevin Powers. All right, so we're here today with uh, Kevin Powers from Powers Farm and Brewery and judging by his name and the name of the brewery you can probably guess he's one of the owners and one of the people behind it. We're just going to go through a little bit of a, a QA and a with him and see how things started out here, see how things are going and uh, I've, I've tried a couple of their beers so far and they're delicious so they certainly know what they're doing so we'll see what he has to say about that.
0: Cool, thanks for coming out and seeing us.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure. I mean, I, I had a buddy who uh, lives out this way, and he said that he wanted to have us come out and have some beers with him today. And I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to, to record for the podcast. And he said this was the first place we had to stop. He said that this is, um, he, he said, it, and I agree, When you when you pull in, it looks just like a farm but then you walk inside and there's delicious beers. So <laughs> let's talk about how that happened. How, um, I talked to you a little bit inside, but how, how did this come about? How did you decide you, you wanted to have a brewery, you wanted to have a farm? How did it, how yeah, did it yeah, come yeah. to be?
0: Yeah. The kind of like, I guess, medium length story is, uh, my wife and I, she, um, grew up in Northeast Pennsylvania on a farm and we had moved to DC for work. Uh, I guess it's been about 15 years now. Um, and we just kind of. Got into hobbies we we lived uh in an area that had a community garden um and we kind of uh i think i had a friend that was homebrewing, and and so we started messing around with that and, and so that was kind of the genesis of the whole thing was basically we were we had a small garden we you know had a couple of buckets to, to homebrew in and um, we were just kind of playing around with what, what we were growing and making so so um, it started kind of as a hobby and just totally
1: trying to uh, get back a little bit to what she had growing up.
0: And... yeah, yeah I mean, you know we both worked uh, you know she was working at American University at the time getting a master's degree actually um, and you know it was kind of fun to get your hands dirty with stuff uh, when you when you're working desk jobs and so that was just all like kind of an outgrowth of it that we we didn't get started doing that with the intention of doing this eventually <laughs> but uh but yeah, that was you know, kind of the beginning of it. I think that's a somewhat common story with some of the smaller breweries. But uh, you know, over, the, over the course of time, we started moving further and further out west uh, of DC, um, you know, rented a house where we had kind of torn up the yard without consent from the landlord and, um, and grew hops. So we'd been growing hops for a, for a while now um, in this area. Um, and then, yeah, it was just kind of a slow process. I think we moved to Fauquier County in 2012 Uh, my wife started the produce CSA um, I think a year or two after that which is something we still do so we have uh, about two and a half acres of fruits and vegetables that she grows and for people that aren't familiar with the CSA it's you know it's a subscription program effectively that runs uh, for you know between 15 and 20 weeks depending on how we're feeling in the spring (laughs) uh, over the course of the summer
1: and I I've done a a CSA um... It's, it's interesting that we have a, a decent amount of connections because, um, as I, I was talking to your wife earlier, uh, that my wife and I lived in Northeast Pennsylvania, very close to where she was from for several years. And you mentioned American University. My wife actually got her undergrad degree from American oh, University. Funny. It's interesting how the, these things keep uh, kind of connecting. But as far as the CSA goes, I, I was playing on your website when I was looking around when my friend first suggested we come out here, and I see that this year you guys are also starting a, a beer CSA. Is that
0: yeah? Is we, that true? We've done that uh, before, and it's so there, there's actually three kind of pieces. There's a uh, there's like the fruit and vegetable CSA. Um, we do uh, well, she does. I should I should say by the, I should get this out of the way that anytime I say we. Uh, If I'm talking about the farming stuff, it's almost always my wife's hard work and I'm not attempting to take credit for it because it is very hard work, especially in Virginia.
1: So she has the green thumb. She's totally responsible for making things actually grow so that you can hand them out to people. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. I like I joke sometimes that I'm, you know, it's not that I'm not involved in some elements, but mostly in like a landscaping uh, bush hogging kind of way. Uh, not, I don't touch the plants unfortunately. So she says, often.
1: make this an area for planting, and you make it happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. We have, uh, we don't have a tractor. We have an old 8N that used to run, um, but it's kind of been ravaged by, um, by some of the kids that come to the brewery. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's going to take more work to get that going. So you know, we we have a lot of good neighbors that help us with like every once in a while when we need real equipment. So
1: it's a fairly small operation at this point. Um, when you moved out here did the did the farming start first or did the brewing start first or you kind of started both at once
0: uh the farming definitely started first so we we always intended to do a brewery um uh, so that was
1: the plan when you got the property and moved out this way into what as we drove out here today we said wow levi lives really far away yeah yeah (laughs) where are we (laughs) that's the friend we were visiting (laughs) it's funny because when i lived in pennsylvania far away had a whole different meaning but now that i live in in the metropolis of northeast virginia that it's 40 minutes is super far whereas i used to go to a i'm dating myself a little bit i used to drive 45 minutes to go to a circuit city (laughs) Yeah, yeah 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 it's 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 interesting but there's just so much more space out this way and if you want to do something like this this is this is really where you need to be in virginia
0: yeah i think a lot of it you know we we were actually in another part of the county when we started the farm um and so we had done that for several years before we started the brewery The brewery it'll be two years in this june that we'll have had the brewery open um we moved everything to this property which is about five miles from our old property just because it seemed a little better spot to do the the farm and the brewery together and there's like a lot of considerations when you're doing like a rural brewery like this too so this kind of hit more of the check boxes for us and as far as opening up the the brewery side of
1: things what i guess challenges did you find or what what was different everyone everyone who drinks beer at some point has had a conversation that <laughs> they said we should open a brewery yeah 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 and... a lot of them happen in our brewery actually i hear that, I
0: hear that yeah a lot. <laughs> you hear that
1: and, and it's it's not quite so easy so i i guess what were some of the the big challenges or the setbacks that you had that you had to overcome to to get to where you are today which is making delicious beers here on this this beautiful location
0: yeah yeah no that's a uh, good question i think you know the So we really wanted the brewery to be like an outgrowth of the farm. So, you know, it was it was farm first and then the brewery kind of like is layered into that. And so when we're thinking about, you know, what we're brewing and like what kind of place we want to be like, that's always kind of what we're thinking. And so, you know, the problem with a lot of that stuff is now we're having to make sure we can check all of our like agriculture boxes. So we need to make sure we're on really good soil. We need to make sure we have access to people that are going to eat the food that we're growing. Um, so honestly, finding land was probably the biggest challenge. Finding a spot that, you know, we were operating under a um, Virginia law that basically makes brewing kind of like a by right uh, activity for for people that are growing food. And so, you know, we, there's some freedom there, but then there's a lot of, you know, I think there's there's a lot of other things to figure out. Like land cost around here is difficult. You kind of were alluding to you have to be out this way. Um, yeah, to get to get this
1: big a property. I yeah, mean, it's getting you. I'm looking around and (laughs) it's a long way to the tree line even on the 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 stretch of it. And I I live in Falls Church and you don't see spaces this big.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I think, um, you know, in this, there's just, it's still pretty, pretty, you know, expensive to get land. And so I I would say, you know, just figuring out how to fund all of this stuff. I mean, that was part of the reason why the farm happened before the brewery too, of course, is it was, um, you know, we bought a kind of a two-wheeled, what they call a two-wheeled BCS tractor, um, some hand tools and some electric fencing, and you know we could farm. Uh, with the brewery, there's you know licensing, um, getting the building done was something we thought we could kind of pull together ourselves in six months, and it took like you know well over a year actually to get that done. So that was kind of a learning experience. Yeah, everything always takes a little longer, doesn't it? Oh, totally. In construction, I mean you hear it over and over again, and so then you plan for what you're hearing, and it's still you know it's uh, an element longer longer than that, but. Uh, so I, I
1: can't count the number of small breweries. Um, I, I work part time at one in Falls Church, just kind of help them out with some of the mechanical side of things. And they and two or three other breweries that have opened up recently that they said we're going to open on this date, and then six <laughs> months later you're like, wait, where are you? Yeah, and totally. A lot of it there is is with licensing, but a lot of it is just the site prep, and you, it's it's hard to.
0: And we slow played that big time because I was terrified of kind of like. You know, feeling like we were opening when we weren't ready and even still, um, you know, the night before we opened, you know, I had a friend over here with a nail gun helping me put the bar, like the finishing touches on the bar and and uh, like really basic stuff like that. So, um, yeah, but you know, once that's done and you can start focusing on like the product, that was like a very uh, fun moment. Yeah, focusing on the beer is
1: definitely the best part. Now you guys do something uh, a little differently than a lot of breweries because you have the farm here and because you have access uh, to the the fruits, the vegetables, the grains. Uh, you guys grow your own hops. Can you talk a little bit about how you pair your I, well, not so much pair, but how how your beers are inspired by what's fresh and what's grown here on the farm? Yeah, yeah,
0: and that's also like a probably a. Um most of the credit goes to melody my wife on that so you know i my my kind of interest in where like my lane is really more about kind of keeping the brewing process going i'm i'm you know self-taught so to speak like most home brewers are um and i feel really good about the process that we use here but with uh with kind of coming up with the beer ideas you know mel and i have we've done a lot of drinking i guess uh we 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 did a little bit of the um, beer judge certificate program, which I'm not sure if you're uh, familiar with or, or people that are listening are, but it's basically a, a guide through styles, and so, you yeah. know, we feel like we have a really good grasp on, on different beer styles as they exist, and then Mel has a really good, just a talent for, you know, she's spending all this time with what she's growing and thinking about how that could really pair well with different styles, and we try to be a little bit original. I mean, there's it's hard to be original when there's this many breweries and this much beer, and, and people have been making beer for thousands of years, but, you know, uh, She's good at kind of thinking of, of things that aren't going to be cloing, aren't going to be novelties, but hopefully will like just subtly like go together really nicely. So often she has kind of an idea of when stuff's going to be ready for harvest, and then we kind of will kick around ideas about what um, style, and then from there I'm usually able to run with you know the recipe development. And so you kind of today. prep, and she'll say,
1: "This is like." x vegetable is coming out can you make a beer out of that yeah you kind of design a recipe around that yeah and we'll
0: collaborate like all the way as far as thinking about exactly what style of beer and um, you know I work uh, pretty closely there's two really we're in a really awesome spot for doing this because there's a there's a local lab um, Jasper yeast lab that uh, that we use and he's really great at kind of helping me find the right yeast that we want to use Um, and then there's a new malt house in Charlottesville actually um, who's doing all Virginia barley, so I'm able to kind of like pull from some unique stuff that they do that, you know, a lot of people aren't taking advantage of if they're just ordering from, you know, BSG or yeah, and one up. of the big yeast
1: slabs. That's part of the beauty of uh, craft breweries and the small breweries, and that's why, that's, that's why this podcast is designed to look at kind of what's local and... Um, there there's stuff that you can't find at the bigger places or stuff that uh, out on the west coast they're not going to get some of the stuff from that malt house in charlottesville totally maybe 10 years down the road if they get super big they will but uh, that's something that you guys can have right now Um, so it's it's great to have those local connections and uh, be be serving the community where you are with the product from where you are and you guys i think do that the best with actually brewing with the ingredients that you produce right here on the farm Um, I should mention uh, there's there's probably been some wind noises as we go along and there you may have heard a a chicken out there but we're we're actually sitting outside today on a, a beautiful sunny day I think it was it was 75 or 77 degrees yesterday in the in the Virginia DC area and it's significantly cooler today but with the sun out it's still absolutely beautiful here and they have um, they've got a fire pit set up. they've got several table, picnic tables out that you can sit on. Um, the the tractors kind of hanging out over there <laughs> that uh, he said we they need some work on and there's uh, as we chatted here sitting at the picnic table, one of the chickens actually wandered right underneath my legs <laughs> and out the other side of the picnic table. So it's if you love the outdoors, this is a great place to come and and have a beer and enjoy and relax. they have they have food trucks regularly here. there's one. Uh, setting up right now and I I think they're probably cooking up some food and I know the friends I came with are super excited about that because uh, they were hungry when we got here so.
0: Yeah yeah the, the, I should just mention the, the food trucks have been great and there's actually a lot of uh, farmers that are getting into like the food truck business so we have a couple of them that come out too where they're you know usually raising their own protein or or even other fruits and vegetables that they're doing so, oh, so it's of...
1: it's it's even fresher than farm to table yeah it's yeah it's farm
0: like... to truck and you get it right away yeah there's not take even it to a your yeah
1: exactly <laughs> that's that's perfect that's ideal i'm a i'm a huge fan of food trucks um and that's what i seek out is is not necessarily food trucks but the street food or like the local food wherever i travel so to know that that exists out here in more of a, a country setting than a downtown city setting is it's fantastic. <laughs> I love the idea. I mean, I mean, nothing beats uh, the the beautiful color of a, a fresh egg from a farm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, compared to the stuff that you stuff. buy in the grocery store. So, I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, let's let's talk about your beers a little bit. How how many beers do you guys have on tap?
0: Uh, so we try to keep. Uh, well, it grows. It keeps growing. But right now we typically keep nine beers on. Um, we've got one beer that we brew. We typically brew clean, quote unquote, clean beers. Um, but we're doing a little bit of kind of live lacto stuff, so that's usually like kind of our bonus bonus ninth beer. Just a, some people are very into it, some people
1: aren't. Something so. you are telling yeah, me, yeah, yeah, it
2: gets
0: you that little bit of sour, and you yeah. kind of have to watch it during the brew
1: process because if you let it go a day too long or pull it a day too short, it's a, a completely different flavor than what you're totally. Going for. I think,
0: and it's you know kind of a fun, um, uh, like a fun kind of similarity with agriculture too i mean it's it's alive it's uh going to be different time to time so yeah yeah, that
1: gets gets even a little more complex when you start putting in the the wild yeasts that you have no idea what it's going to do and you just kind of hope for the best um but it's fun that you guys uh, again it's the the local brewery that can do that because they're brewing on a on a smaller system and they're it's it's something that if they lose a batch because it doesn't go quite right, it's you. You don't want to lose that money, but it's not going to kill you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know you can't be afraid to to do that. Um, and yeah, we're at a size. You know, we do our hot side is two and a half barrels, but we're typically doing five barrel batches. Um, but you know we can scale as far down as two and a half, which is. Um, not really worth piloting, right? You Just kind of do it and, and um, pay attention to it and evaluate. Yeah, you try
1: it, it and if it if it doesn't work out, and you you've lost a few dollars worth of product, but you yeah, learn something want. for the next one. So, as the brewer, uh, how often are you brewing here at the brewery? Is it an everyday kind of thing? Do you get up early and do it? Is it a twice a week kind of thing?
0: Yeah, we're we're usually about once a week. We brew in the summer. We'll we'll um, we'll double up quite often, where obviously the business is a little bit seasonal, Um, and then we don't really do very much distribution at all. In fact, I had originally kind of sworn that I would would do no distribution, Um, but there are a couple like really great locally owned restaurants that we um, do some small kind of distribution deals with so yeah we're not doing a ton of volume because we're able to sell everything here and, and we want to focus on that too. and for those local restaurants you send kegs out
1: to them or do you just give them a, a case of bottles yeah or, I guess
0: I, that gets into are you, are you bottling
1: are you canning are you doing any of that for people to take stuff home no 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 packaging no, other just, than, than yeah, kegs. yeah we filling we, growlers yeah growlers we do uh, okay so which is good because my buddy told me to bring some growlers so yeah I yeah, got we'll a couple in my truck so maybe we'll <laughs> We'll get something before we go here, but uh, on your average brew day, or as, as you're working in the brewery, because uh, for those that aren't that familiar with the process, you have a brew day where you do all of the, I, I guess the hot stuff, where you, <laughs> yeah, that's you do right. the actual brew process and then it ferments for a while. And uh, sometimes it's, I mean, there's different things you're watching. You're watching the specific gravity, you're watching um, a, ver- a variety of factors to try to determine what your final alcohol is going to be, to determine how the beer is going to turn out, but a lot of that relies on taste. Um, how, how much... I guess this is a twofold question, how much <laughs> beer do you drink in <laughs> an average day, whether it's a brew day or a non-brew day, and how much of that is actually finished?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a very good question that I haven't been asked before. Um, not even by my mother, actually. So uh, I um, I think like, you know, we're, we don't, I don't believe it or not, I don't drink very much during the brew day. I think in the morning is a really good time to evaluate the beers. So, uh, you know, often we'll, that's when we'll take our samples and do any like diacetyl tests that we wanna do, check gravity, make sure, see how things are coming along. Um, you know, we have uh, four fermenters and then we do some like straight to barrel fermentation. So yeah, there's, you know, usually a lot of stuff to check in on. Um, you know, and then other than that, it's, uh, it's, it's not, very, not a lot of consumption. I don't, I don't have the tasting panel here that I wish I had uh, that, you know, you read about, read about at a place like Sierra Nevada or something like that. But, um, but yeah, and then, you know, uh, I've got an assistant brewer. His name is Thomas, who does an awesome job. Him and I, him and I brew all the beer here um, with some help from Mel. And, uh, and then, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, when we're doing our kind of clean and place stuff at the end of the day, we'll have a beer, certainly. Um,
1: so what, at the end of the day, once you're, once you're done, what's your go-to beer?
0: Yeah, good question. Or does that
1: change since your beer has changed so much? I,
0: you know, I often like, people ask me like what my favorite beer here is a lot, especially, um, you know, if I'm, when I'm serving in the tap room and the answer is usually like whatever's new. Um, I think. It's probably not super unique of of brewers who just like oh this is the new you know the other thing is we we change our lineup up quite a bit so yeah so
1: I mean you want to try that new flavor because you haven't had that ten times totally yeah 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 it's the same thing I do when I when I go out to breweries and I. If I were to come here again, I definitely
0: wouldn't get the same beer because uh, there's other ones. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. A, what
1: if one of those is better? Or what if that has a different flavor? And I, mean, I think
0: that like beer culture has really moved that direction pretty quickly too. I mean, we're doing it more because we think it helps. You know, we can be more seasonal, seasonal with what we're doing because we have all of this new stuff that we have to take advantage of kind of in real time. Um, and so, you know, we usually are brewing something very different every week. Uh, there's a couple lighter beers that we retread on, and we're finding we're retreading like seasonally. So um you know it's st patrick's day weekend and we do kind of a hawthorn berry red ale that uh that we released this weekend and you know honey honeysuckle beer will be up you know soon when the honeysuckle is ready so we we're finding we're retreading a little bit in that way even though the recipes are changing slightly just based on how we're feeling okay um, and,
1: and and yeah speaking to that uh the the wanting to try something new each time you mentioned the the irish red that you've got and of course that's what i'm drinking because i came in and i (laughs) said you know it's st patrick's day i've got to have the irish red beer totally yeah yeah and they said yeah this is on tap just this weekend um so i mean it's it's a great idea and you you almost have to do that as a small brewery Mm -hmm. is cater to what's happening you're not gonna really make a winter ale in the summer because although it may be delicious people aren't gonna drink it because they have in their heads that that's a winter beer yeah so. Yeah, and
0: I think, like, and, you know, hitting the, the climate is, is tricky, too. I mean, you had, like, you had said, you know, it was pretty cold a week ago. It's probably going to be pretty cold in a couple of days, but it's, it's pretty gorgeous right now. So try to, like, keep things well-rounded and, and certainly, like, hit, try to hit the seasons as, as best we can.
1: So is there a, a beer that you've brewed that when you finished it, you were kind of like, eh, we'll see how <laughs> it goes. I don't really love that. And then you started serving it, and the customers just went nuts for it that they just loved
0: I will say like you know I I try to be uh I try to I try not to judge the beer too much um on a like uh you know on a on a personal level on I a guess, do I like it Yeah scale, yeah I'm because... I'm I'm, fine, I'm struggling for a phrase there but yeah, yeah. that's exactly right so we'll call know, it the do I like it scale. Yeah yeah like I'm I'm certainly evaluating like what I consider the technical elements as much as I possibly can and there are beers I like better than others and there are certain things um you know, that I dislike, uh, that I know aren't, you know, flaws, but just personal things that I dislike. Uh, so I try to be uh, like as level headed about that stuff as I can. And then luckily like uh, Melody and I have slightly different kind of likes and dislikes on that stuff. So we're able usually to, to guess what we want. Um, I haven't had anything where, you know, I was like, oh, this, this didn't turn out, you know, as I was, you know, exactly like, well, I shouldn't say, that. sometimes they, they often turn out, you know, a little different than what I expect just cause we're doing new stuff all the time. Um, but I haven't, uh, I haven't, you know, had anything where, you know, we've, we had, I think, I think one batch where we weren't happy with it that, you know, was kind of the one that we did sadly dump. Um, the distiller yeah. customers that come in were upset with me, actually, which I learned a lesson uh, that, you know, you don't need to necessarily dump it. There's a, there's a second use for it. But, there's a place for that. So I think,
1: I think the first week I started at the, the place that I'm helping out with, I, I walked in, I think it was like eight fifteen in the morning and I walked in and they handed me a pint of beer and said, Taste this and it was a half of bison and I tasted it and they said, What does it taste like? And I said, Honest answer and they said, Yeah. And this was before they opened. I said, Water and they said
2: curses. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah.
1: And that I mean, we, we got some flavoring, we tried putting flavoring in it and end of the day that it went down the drain because there there was it's it's better to lose that product and lose that grain and lose that yeast than to serve something that you're not happy with
0: yeah no that's Um, totally right
1: and now since since we're a travel podcast I, i guess we'll kind of wrap up with this i got one more question after that um but have you i i spend a lot of time traveling i spend a lot of time uh when i'm traveling i try and find a local brewery i try and find the local beers if i'm at a restaurant have you ever made any beer-specific trips or anywhere that you've gone that you're really excited because you know there's the craft brew scene there is really good and and if so, where is that or where's the best places that you've yeah been to that? that's
0: a good question so before the brewery opened um, we did a lot more traveling than we do now uh, but it, it wasn't in the summer but what we used to do is you know kind of when the CSA wrapped up we'd kind of pack the car up and, and drive around for two weeks. Um, so you know we've gone to Asheville certainly several times. I, I worked down there uh, one summer when I was in school, and just like loved the place. And, and so you know we certainly have gone there for beer trips. Um, we went to uh, Seattle maybe 10 years ago, um, in large part to kind of try some some different breweries out. And actually the the joke of that trip was that we were just and this was before Uber and everything, so we were mostly walking around. And we're like oh there's a new brewery here, there's a new brewery here, and they were all McMenamins, which is like a uh like I don't even know if it's still out there or how popular it is but there are all these like chain breweries so we never really we went to one brewery and like you know over four days basically (laughs) um but yeah I mean we've we've been to breweries in um uh Missouri we visited some family out there uh and had a great time in um in St. Louis and uh and then also like a surprise a surprising number of really great breweries from uh, we drove from New Orleans home um and so went through uh um, there were a couple in Alabama, small small places a lot like ours. Not agricultural-based, but, you know, same size and kind of feel as ours. Um, so, yeah, we haven't, like, uh, I, it's almost kind of a, uh, a backwards concept, I feel like, we don't necessarily travel to go to breweries, but like when we travel, that's all we're thinking about. (laughs) So
1: yeah, yeah. that's when I, when I travel with my family, my wife does most of the planning of what we're going to do. And uh, thankfully at this point, I don't know if I've, I've trained my kids They're They're 12 and 15, both boys, but they love going to brew pubs. And I, I don't think it's as much i mean obviously they're not drinking the beer but they love that they can get chicken fingers and mozzarella sticks yeah and yeah like they know there's going to be pretzels <laughs> and perfect stuff at brew pubs which works out great for me yeah yeah i get to go to the brewery and then i of course i'll i'll sneak away sometimes and stop by a brewery but when i travel on my own i often will i'll pick a city that i'm going to and then the first thing I do is plan out the breweries I want to visit and when, when they're open. Totally, yeah. And it's always <laughs> a bummer when you're
0: traveling like on a Tuesday, you know, and, and a lot yeah, of Yeah, things closed. are closed. <laughs> I,
1: I had a time uh, last year. I had a flight scheduled up to uh, uh, Teterboro in New Jersey. I was going to a, a U.S. soccer game at, at the Red Bull Arena in Harrison. Oh, cool. And the flight got canceled because there was a, a big storm that came through. So I ended up... Uh, driving up and I was like well great I had heard of this brewery in the middle of uh, southern New Jersey that I could go to and it was wonderful and I drove and that was going to be my halfway point I was going to try some beers and then that town had lost power also so they were closed (laughs) and I was like no yeah yeah best laid plans all I wanted was to have a beer before I drove the other three (laughs) hours in traffic and, and but no no it wasn't wasn't to be.
0: And I would say like the other th- fun thing about traveling is, is like I, I don't know if this is a uh, just like a weird quirk of mine or but you know I, I really notice a big difference between draft and, and packaged beer um, and so when you're traveling it's like really a great opportunity to, to taste stuff um, to that's taste fresher, you yeah. Know, not, yeah, absolutely, not subject to a lot of the kind of issues with packaging and um, So that's, you know, one of the more fun parts about traveling, too, is kind of getting to the source a little bit.
1: Yeah, and a lot of, if you can do a tour at some of the smaller breweries or even the large brew houses, it's just, I mean, amazing to see how they function and and what they do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely, those are fun to stop in. Uh, So we'll we'll finish up here with uh, a question that was posed to me a while back that it's not one of the ones that I I sent you ahead of time to think about,
0: but... (laughs) Why do
1: so many brewers have
0: beards? <laughs> I would say that like the, the way that many of us look the same is, is a weird thing that I don't fully understand either. Um, yeah and I, almost... I, when
1: it, when I was posed the question I couldn't answer it I should I should tell people since this is uh, just an audio thing and not a video I I'm sitting here with a a, a small beard you have a bit of a fuller beard <laughs> like we're the two guys that are into brewing and beer and we both have beards yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah. it's a valid question
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had an answer for you to be totally honest with you but it's uh it's pretty ubiquitous of course um but yeah I mean I think uh Maybe well, a lot, you know, a lot of the, a lot of my friends, you know, I had met through like, you know, people that also like to be outside and do other stuff, and I don't know, maybe there's something weird culturally about that that we should yeah. analyze. but well, I'm not, I don't I'd have the answer. I tell my wife
1: uh, that I, when it gets starts to get cold, that I'm winterizing and it, it keeps my <laughs> face warm, so I have to start growing in the beard but yeah I don't know maybe I'll get an answer someday for that maybe I won't if you do let me know
0: I'm curious I haven't heard any good theories even
1: so as we close up here uh, if you could just let people know again your your information where they can find you how they if they want to come out and have a beer here on the farm which I would highly recommend especially when there's a fire going because we're sitting here and the smoke's wafting over and that's one of my Favorite smells ever yeah, yeah. so uh, let them know where they can find you and, and how they can taste your beers yeah
0: sure so um, you know we're, uh, powers farm brewery is our website where we'll have everything posted but we're um, we're open Thursday through Sunday there's uh, food trucks here um, you know certainly every Saturday and Sunday and often on Fridays but you can check that on the website and uh, and yeah I think um, you know we open it at 3 on Thursdays and Fridays noon on Saturday Sundays and uh, yeah we're, we're not far from uh, DC you just have to get up. I would. I would advise getting up at 10 or 11 o'clock and, and trying to beat the traffic. But yeah, you um, don't want to. We we left at uh, left my place at 10:15, I think. And okay, the Traffic good. wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah, it's um, not so I, bad. Who knows what it'll be like coming back in? But it's, yeah, we're not far from the airport either. If you fly in and out of Dallas, so look us up.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's an easy drive from DC. It's uh, there's a lot of great small breweries and wineries out this way and the countryside is just beautiful it's completely different than what you see every day walking around with buildings all around you and a lot of concrete so it's it's nice to get out and uh, if you're traveling to the area this is a, a great place to stop so i uh, thank you kevin so much for uh, chatting with me today and uh, i look forward to uh, stopping out here and visiting my buddy and uh, coming in for beers a lot in the future well good yeah this was fun thanks all again right. for coming in. thanks so much Well, I hope you enjoyed that short conversation with Kevin Powers of Powers Farm & Brewery. He's one half of the team that runs the Small Farm & Brewery, and if you listen to him, his wife Melody is really the brains behind the farm side of things. Kevin concentrates mainly on the beer. If you want to taste the delicious things they're brewing up and growing out there on the farm, make your way to Midland, Virginia, about an hour outside of Washington, D.C. When you stop by, be sure to ask for Kevin or Melody and tell them we sent you. They're super friendly, very welcoming and you're sure to have a great time. All of the important points and links that we talked about during our conversation will be in the show notes, so you can check there to pick up anything you missed the first time. Of course this is the first episode, so I'm assuming I can figure out how to add show notes after I'm done editing this and get it posted. And that's all we have for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this very first episode of Miles and Pints, the Travel and Beer Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe so you can hear all of the new episodes that we have coming down the line. Also, tell your friends and family about us so they can enjoy too. Until next time, safe travels, happy drinking, and cheers. We'll see you in the tap room.